and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above. Wolf, Rock Jedi, Blarnimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, Dickie Lopez, Carnifex, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, and Darren W. And a huge thanks to all of our listeners and everybody on our Patreon. All of you are amazing and the reason that this show can keep going. And now a recap of Session 75. Moonlight boops over to the circus to let the professor know that we're taking an extra trip to Carrick. The wizard casts Phantom's Steed, and we use these for travel. We get to Opper's Mansion and find signs of a struggle, including the scabbard that held Soro. The bastards escaped. No sign of the psychopomp, though. She probably dead. We head out back to find a dead nightmare of all things and hear whimpering. In the embalming shed, we find a dead night hag and Opper clutching Soro, looking poorly. Opper moves to kill himself and Peach Pie stops him by grabbing Soro from him. Soro transforms into a horrible monster and we do battle. In the end, Soro is finally defeated for good and his hold over Moonlight is no more. We then hit level 12 and discuss our level ups before deciding what to do next. The question I have for you all is, do you stay the night in Carrick? Or do you return to the circus prior to retiring? Let's stay the night here. As much as Moonlight would enjoy booping back to the circus. I mean, you can. They don't want to leave their companions. So you stay the night in Carrick. It's not difficult to find a room. It's not expensive, either. The next morning, Opera Vandy found out where you had stayed for the night. And as you all are eating your breakfast at the inn, he comes to approach the table and he addresses Moonlight and the rest of you with a bow. May I, may I sit down? If you give us a 4,000 gold. Yes, you can sit with us. He sits down. How was your sleep? Actually, actually it was very, very good. I slept extraordinarily well. Well, that's good. Seems odd with what happened before. I suppose getting rid of the thing that had been haunting me really must have lifted a weight off of my mind. As I woke up this morning, I I considered the previous day, and uh, I do recall finding her floating above me uh, as I woke up, and, and as I recalled that memory, I recalled that perhaps I had witnessed that at times in the past as well, but had perhaps just assumed that they were dreams or pushed them from my memories. I think she's been there the entire time. Why would she choose you? I don't know. Weak-minded. He goes, like, flush. He doesn't say anything. Kind of sinks into himself a little bit. I just, I wanted to say thank you, uh, for all that you've done. I understand that uh, the circus is parked outside Turpin Row right now. Yes. Well, I can't imagine that you have to stay here forever, but uh, 
I don't know if you're looking for another town to, to perform in or not, but I, I may have some connections at nearby cities that you could be interested in. Some some places that could really use uh, what you're offering. That didn't work out too well at the last place. What do you mean? Tuppin yeah, Row. What's the problem? They didn't want us there. What do you mean they didn't? It wasn't that they didn't want us. Oh, Ikna. He is a bit of a stick in the mud. And a terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be he's a little bit more than just a stick in the mud. Would he demand, what, additional payment because he would be, quote, stealing funds from the stump festival? That was his thought process, yes. Well, if he makes any demands of you price-wise, tell him that I will handle all of the arrangements, and I will pay whatever price he needs for you to put on your show, and I will pay your fee. Well, I mean, we basically told him we weren't going to do one, but, you know. If he's soured you on it, I'd hate for the people of Turpin Road to miss out on such a marvelous show, but if you have to move on, you have to move on. Swanee doesn't really want to do another show, but Moonlight certainly thinks that we should do another show. A show happened! Congrats! Okay, alright, I'll allow it. It happened, we'll say it happened. It was a rousing success. We made some money. Well, when you're finished at uh, Turpin Road, where, where will you be heading next? We know that there is another tower to the north, I believe. Ah, yes. Another, another of the towers that you were visiting while you were here, yes. Yes, our, our studies. Moonlight rolls their eyes. <laughs> I do actually believe that uh, I may coincidentally be able to be of some assistance here. Hopper, what game are you playing? That would be awfully fortuitous for us. It, it just so happens that uh, my dear aunt, Estessa Vandy, is the mayor of Willowside. Es-fucking Stessa. <laughs> Estessa. Widowside would make sense if only because the tower is nearby and well, might I say that the town would be very receptive to the circus as well. Like an actual receptive. To be quite honest, I could write a letter to my my aunt and, and uh, see if I could get a response before you're finished with your next show. I could get you that answer before you leave. Well, that would be useful. It will be at least a week. And that should allow for enough time pay for an animal messenger, but yes, certainly. We could definitely do that. Pay for an animal messenger? I could train somebody in seconds. <laughs> animal messenger is actually a really cool spell. I believe you have some money in your study. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, an animal messenger could get to Willowside in less than 24 hours if it just went, I think. Tiny bird, fuck yeah, that could manage it. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, he'll he'll send an animal messenger, and yeah, yes, I I do have the funds to cover casting of an animal messenger and the return trip as well. He stands up from the table and he goes, "Well, I shall leave you to your breakfast, and I shall see you when you make your way through Carrick on your way to Willowside." Then sounds good. We'll see you there. He turns and walks away you travel back to Turpin Row you put on another show 
guess we won't kill off her yet. <laughs> yet. I want to kill off her. Moonlight, maybe not so much. Did we go and grab an, a piece of uh, Trevor, whatever the fuck his name was, to resurrect him? Tanner. 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 It doesn't matter. Oh, that's right. We buried him. His anyway. name really doesn't matter. We'll make him. <laughs> yeah, we, we stop off at his fucking grave, unbury him, cut a bit off. Oh, jeez. I mean, can't we just do the ritual right there? Casting reincarnate is uh, 150 gold for Tanner. Fuck it. I'll pay it. Make it a stop off. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're making a stop off. <laughs> Four hour stop off. Four hour stop off. Wait, what I'm, kind of checks do we have to make again? Because I want to know what he comes back as. Right, right. No, oh, it's a uh, fucking troglodyte. Fucking <laughs> troglodyte. Oh, look at Zogath. Kill it. <laughs> uh, now we gotta resurrect him again. <laughs> Shit, another 150 gold. Uh, okay, so the secondary checks, uh, you need to make an occultism check, a religion check, and a nature check. The religion check is to reach out to the spirit to see if it would like to join with a new body. That's right. That was the wizard. Religion? Wait, the religion check? Was that me? Yeah. Yep, because I have to make the occultism check. Yeah, and I can't take twice as long, right? I don't think so, no. <laughs> no, because then that would take us eight hours. <laughs> That's true. 27 religion. Tanner's soul doesn't respond. Oh, shucks. He's gone. And Casting can't find Tanner's soul. What was the DC on him? He's lower level, isn't he? No, 27's a success. Yeah, his soul's gone been destroyed or taken or something. we still waste the money? we just resurrect, resurrect a random person and convince him that he's Tanner? <laughs> I thought it said that the religion check came first before you spent the money. Yeah, you don't you don't spend the, the gold. Take my money back. You get your money back. Guys, I called. No answer. I didn't even get a fucking <laughs> spell. <laughs> Asshole hasn't set it up yet. <laughs> Guess Tanner's gone. Tanner is in fact gone. You make it back to Turpin Row. We tried. That gives us points, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. I'll mark those in the tried to be good category. I've got one of those. The question is, do we tell Tanessa and break her heart a little bit more, but maybe make her like us a little bit more? Just be like, we didn't have the money. Sorry. <laughs> we spent it all on you. When you make it back uh, to just outside Turpin Row, the professor would let you know that before you arrived, the commissioner came out to the circus camps and said that the fee had been paid and that you could set up. So they began to set up before you even arrived. You had the time to sit there for the week, do your promotion throughout the stump festival, which was done with uh, acts of daring and street performances. And the show was a rousing success. Does Ickner go to the show? No, he doesn't. He's a cocksucker about it. So <laughs> say if he's there, Moonlight totally like flips him off in the middle of the performance. <laughs> Little finger dance. Oh, but did the lumberjack decide he wanted to stay? Yeah, did we get Dingo Dre? Dango does decide to stay. What a guy. And he'll travel with you the Willow side. He enjoyed his place in the circus so much. And the fact that he was able to enter on stage, leave stage to go backstage and, and not be able to worry about being bombarded after his performance, he loved it. He's going to stay. So after the successful show in Turpin Row, circus packs up and you head back towards Carrick. After about a day's travel, you get there along the entrance of the Verdant Passage in Carrick. 
And as promised, Opera Vandy meets you, and he has a letter. And it is from the mayor of Willowside, Estessa. She is overjoyed that you're headed in their direction. She would be more than happy to host you, and even has a perfect place for the circus right in the middle of town. Perfect. Cool. Opera, as the circus is getting into town and the wagons are coming in, I've done the liberty of actually chartering you a boat. The verdant passage to Willowside has been very dangerous as of late. Many, many caravans have gone missing. We'd hate for you to not arrive safely to Willowside. So the Geodes Center will take you there. And he gestures out to a boat that's in the pier that will take you to Willowside. I mean, I guess if you've already chartered the boat, why not? It's the least I could do. I thank you so much for all that you've done, not just for the Swordlands, but for me and all of the people in this community. We thank you. I'm so glad we could help you, Opa. I knew you were a decent fellow. Thanks, Bernard. Yes, despite what Soro said. He frowns and twitches just a touch. Uh, yes, uh, him. Moonlight makes ex- likes making this guy uncomfortable <laughs> way too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you'll need to uh, pack up the circus, get it onto the boat. It's not a very long travel, but getting everything packed up, you're going to be in Carrick another day or so. But before we leave Carrick, is there anything that anybody would like to do before you hop on a boat and say goodbye to the Swordlands? I guess ask Tanessa if she wants to come with us or if she wants to stay. It's her choice. She can do whatever she wants. Tanessa's much more at ease than she was. She is no longer looking frail and weak and and stumbling over her own feet. Uh, She's much more confident in her gait now. And she works hard at getting everything packed up and getting everything moving. If Peach Pie were to ask Tanessa... She doesn't smile, she has very deadpan expression, but she doesn't really look angry or sad necessarily either, and she says, Well, I don't really have any place else to go, Peach Pie. I will come with you all to Willowside. I don't know, well, she's going to pay off the debt, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll be happy to have you with us. And think of it this way. It will be a fun experience... And only a small part of your hundreds of years life that you now have ahead of you. She cocks a little bit of a smile at that. She looks down at her feet and she goes, Well, I I really do thank you for changing my life in more ways than one. Each by? We did try to reincarnate your brother, but his soul is missing. I'm sorry. She doesn't seem relieved. She looks she she looks disturbed by that thought, but she obviously like compartmentalizes it, packs it away, and she says, Well, we've got some work to do. Let's let's get this circus in that boat. She walks past Peach by to continue loading. Alrighty. Everybody's on the boat. It's gonna take about a a day's worth of travel on the boat when I staying overnight on it. The captain of the boat is a charming half-elf woman with uh, an eye patch that when you get on board she lifts the eye patch and winks with the eye that's underneath it. She's very laid back. It's a relaxing trip for what it is. So I want to ask everybody 
in character, out of character, just to reflect a little bit. Which one? Life, light, water? Ah, I see what you did there. You've got now four towers that you've knocked out. So that's four reflections. You've got one more tower from all of the uh, religious texts and the studying that you did in the Moonstone Hall and what you've discovered so far. You do know that you need to gain the resonant reflections of five of the Aeon Orbs, and there's only the one left. So you're coming close to the end of your adventure, and then you get to go to wherever that seat was on that mountain. You're going to have to do some research about that. We're almost full heroes. Almost full heroes. What does Peach Pie think about everything that you guys have done so far? I mean, between like what's what sticks out in Peach Pie's mind from the last experience of this this previous book? Who cares about Peach Pie? Bernard. What's Bernard think then? Peach Pie doesn't. Peach Pie barely cares. Part of him cares. He wants to do good. He just doesn't know how. Bernard wants wants everybody to be a hero. Wants to save the world. Bernard did a thing that I th- I really liked. He's excited. Yes, Bernard tried to be a hero. Tried, he was successful. That's true, he was successful. David spent actions to give to Bernard. I said I'd never do that, but then I did. And now he's a hero. What about Jeb? You uh, you were spot on with Soro from day one. What does Jeb think now that that whole thing section is kind of done for? I think Jeb didn't think he could ever get like this strong, and now he's kind of just wants more power. <laughs> you can call lightning from the sky. He's gonna go back to Ezekiel Hickburn and tell him that he's a little bitch. <laughs> he's heard these stories of all these powerful Hickburns, and now he's starting to realize the the, the film full potential of yeah. the, the Hickburn bloodline. The, the syrup in your blood. Yeah, <laughs> runs thick. Runs thick. <laughs> What about the wizard? Wizard had a couple of interesting things that happened to him in this book. Got to uh, kind of have a little brief run-in with somebody from your past. Not a ton happened but with that, though. Your party kind of killed that conversation before it got to happen, but that's okay. She wasn't a great person. I was going to say, as me and Peach by, like... Smashed the fuck out of her. She was going to die. <laughs> I'm just curious, but uh, where, where the wizard's at right now? What's the wizard thinking about? Hands are really big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that tracks. I do some drugs about it. What about Moonlight? Uh, Moonlight probably had the most happen to them in this book. Yeah, Moonlight had some ups and downs. They're not really sure how to feel about some of it. Like looking back, like seeing how Soro manipulated their thoughts at points. Not too happy about that. Makes them a little angry that they were so easily manipulated. It wasn't easy. He was super high level. Moonlight feels like that was too easy. To Moonlight's credit, Soro tried to take control of Moonlight a couple of times, and Moonlight succeeded on some of those saves. Yeah, I mean, most of the things that Soro actually did was really more just RP-type stuff, but Moonlight did not stab anybody, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been hard to explain. We are officially in Book 4, Siege of Dinosaurs. The Geode Center, the boat that you are arriving to Willowside in. Willowside isn't a port town. The actual pier is about a mile outside of town. You would be landing on the pier and trekking into Willowside by foot. What a poorly designed city. 
The geode center arrives at a long pier, extending from a hilly headland. It's the lone merchant vessel among a dozen small fishing boats crewed by hard-working fishers. A wiry, middle-aged human woman directs the ship into the pier with practiced ease. There's no evidence of a town in sight, but a small crowd waits on the land, just off the pier, eyeing the ship with undisguised eagerness. And the people are all dressed in fine, but functional clothing. A lot of them look very thin and just, like, positively malnourished. As the geode center pulls up and the gangplank gets lowered, there is a line of several families carrying luggage and what looks like all of their belongings to get on to geode center to leave Willowside. The dockmaster waits at the bottom of the gangplank for whoever's going to uh, be assisting in the inspection of all of the circus stuff coming through. I nominate the professor. Are they worried about contraband? Because <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> there's no a shit ton of contraband in here. <laughs> hey, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. <laughs> bubbles. Good luck finding it at all. The, who, yeah, who goes to talk to the dockmaster? You just want to send the professor? Oh, in Moonlight, we go talk to the dockmaster. We'll all go. Why not? It could be a party event. Hello. Arglin Prenson, she holds out her hand to you. You must be with the circus that I'm expecting. We are the circus, yes. Moonlight Shatterdance. Ah, Moonlight? I believe I've heard of you. You're quite the dancer, I understand. I like to think so, but that's up to the people to decide. It's also kind of in the name, isn't it, too? Yeah? <laughs> she elbows the top of your head. She thinks she's really funny. Well, you got a lot of cargo here that we're going to be taking a look at, and, uh, not to be too thorough, it's all just, you know, props and pranks and gags and, and junk, right? Uh. Correct. What exactly would be illegal here? Oh, no, no. Don't worry about it. We're just checking to see if you have any excess food that we could give you a good price for. Oh. Uh. Do we have excess food? I throw him a mushroom off my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Is food that scarce here? Oh, uh, absolutely. The countryside around Willowside is dying. The food is scarce. The people here have money to spend, and they pay a pretty penny. And she gestures over to where there's uh, some merchants who have come off of Geode Center and have just kind of popped up crates that are filled with produce. Not even the best-looking produce. And people are handing over handfuls of silver to pay for this food. And it's in a, a strict orderly line, but it looks like those fees are pretty exorbitant for that food. So all that money, and they still can't buy food, huh? Well, can buy food, yes, but the, the supply from the farm's outlying willow side of, well, this kind of just died. Not to mention that anything that is out there was left kind of abandoned, but that's... Don't worry about that. Oh, I promise you, we will. Oh, she kind of, like, nods and shakes her head. Okay, yeah. It's kind of what we do now. Ah. We'll solve all your problems. Isn't that nice? The squirrel thinks we're heroes. I don't think Moonlight, I know. It's been prophesized in everything. It is a talking squirrel. You should believe it, right? Right. Exactly. I've got my little glasses. I'm smart. Moonlight gives them a wink. 
<laughs> Arglin just uh, kind of cocks an eyebrow and goes, Ah, well, it's very pleasurable to have you here. I will look forward to coming and seeing the show after you set up. Yes, we're very excited to put on a show here. Where is here? Ah, Willow said, well, I, I do have a job to do, so I'm going to continue doing that, but uh, I believe Myrtine is around here somewhere. Ah, there she is. And she points behind one of the families that's waiting to get on to the geode center is a small blonde halfling woman. She's kind of like trying to squeeze through some of the families and looking around legs and waving and scurrying up. She comes up. Hi, I'm Miri. I'm Moonlight. Nice to meet you. Hi, Moonlight. And she shakes your hand. I'm here to take you to town. Well, that's good. We have lots of stuff to bring. It shouldn't take too long to unpack it all, but once you're all unpacked, we can just take off. We just go right up this road here. I motion to the professor to start unpacking. As the, the professor's getting everybody unpacked, the, the, the entire uh, crew gets it done relatively quickly. They're getting good at this. Not necessarily getting the circus on and off ship, but just taking it from place to place. As that's occurring, Mary flourishes out a little silver flute from her hand and looks up and to the left and just starts idly playing this flute. Ah, just like join the circus now, Miriam. Like Come on. <laughs> just Let's just get this over with. Let's see your stat card. <laughs> really? I could join the circus? No, I do want to bring you the stat card because it's, it's fun. Musical mirror. This random lady starts playing her flute. I mean, they got to shoehorn in six of these guys per book. I mean... <laughs> Where are you going to put them, right? They can't all be fucking Dingo Trey. As she plays her flute, Moonlight will start to dance to the music. They got nothing better to do. She stops being dodgy about it, and she gets really into it and starts playing along with you. Aw, oh, she's a cutie. So, Miri has the musical and prop trait. She, her checks are with performance and thievery. So it's all sleight of hand. So it's all sleight of hand, I think, is the idea there. Mary is a skilled musician with a knack for stage magic. Her best tricks involve playing musical instruments and transforming them into flowers, handkerchiefs, and even lines of sparkling light. It's all sleight of hand, but Mary has significant natural talent. And she's an adorable halfling. And she is an adorable halfling. That is dashing. She's got a little marching band suit on and her tussled hair. It is very music, man. And after the circus gets unpacked, there is a small group of people that kind of trail into town on the pier road. While you're walking along, Mary's talking with you, and she tells you a couple of things. You know, like her family left Willowside the last time Geode set her visit. Mary stayed out of devotion for the town, but in the intervening weeks, she's realized her family was totally right to leave. But I can't just go to them and say that. I'm so glad that I got the chance to perform with you, and I really, really hope that I can join up with you guys. Sure, we need people with a better stat block. (laughs) So you'd like to run away to the circus? Well, I mean... Let's just say Willowside's not necessarily doing the best right now. And my family's not here anymore, so why not run away to the circus? Well, hopefully by the time we're done here, 
the uh, land will be better. I can't say I've got a lot of uh, faith in that, but all right. I mean, it won't be immediate, but so far the other the other places have been doing a little bit better. I'm not sure what you're going to do about the welt. I mean, you're circus people. The welt's just getting closer. For once, someone that doesn't expect anything from circus people. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> How refreshing. <laughs> but if you'd like to join the circus, I don't see why not. We're always looking for new, fresh acts. She gives a little jump of joy. That's great! As you're making your way along the pier road here, the road rounds the hill. You get your first honest look at what Mary was talking about when she's referring to the welt. The area is just covered with scrubby, sickly and withered looking plant life. Even the stones on the ground look brittle and broken. It's clear that getting anything to grow in this is just a losing battle. You kind of understand maybe why some of these families are leaving between the cost of food being so high and uh, the just the encroachment of the welt. Can we have some sort of check on what the hell the welt is? Let's go nature. 26. I had a 31 nature. The effect that the welt has on the land is pretty plain. It certainly kills all of the plant life. It seems to almost suck the life force out of the earth in the area. This welt encroaching onto the land has certainly made it so that food is scarce. That much is plain. As far as to what exactly the welt is, we'll have to get into that later. As you're considering it, you come across tracks that cross the road, and you hear several gasps from the crowd around you because they're not subtle tracks. Can I get a nature check from Jeb? Try it again. Here we go. 25. That's enough. These are the tracks of a huge quadrupedal reptile. Let's kill it. You're not entirely certain what type of reptile. You would assume dinosaur. However, they are obvious tracks. And the gasps from the townsfolk nearby indicate that they certainly see that as the case as well. Do they see dinosaurs often? Miri would be able to tell you that no. They took this road on the way to get here to get food and to get the circus. They were not there. They must have just recently crossed. Sounds like we better keep our eyes out. I don't know, Jeb, do you want to look for the dinosaurs? Track them? Yeah. Yeah, I want to find some flipping dinosaurs. Go ahead and give me one more nature check. I'm sorry, I gave you a survival check because I thought I was tracking. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Survival, thank you. That's what I wanted. 39. The dinosaur came through here very recently, but it looks like it was going pretty quick. You could follow the path, or you could continue on to Willowside. It looks like the tracks are prominent enough that I could continue to track them? Oh, absolutely, if you wanted to, yeah. Yes. Jeb wants to follow the tracks. What's everybody else doing? I mean, yeah, I'll follow Jeb if he's following tracks. Dinosaurs sound like fun. Moonlight will tell the professor to carry on to the city with the rest of the people. (laughs) Miri will, uh... Where are you going? You're chasing after the dinosaurs? Well, yes, that's what we do. 
she looks over at the professor. He just nods his head, puts a finger to his lips, and directs her to help move on. Tracking the dinosaur. You all begin to go down the road here. You see Cubby running up the, the trail to the party. How could they have gotten into trouble already? <laughs> Took all of, like, five minutes later. Hey, Cubby. Hello, I was sent to let you know that there is a man off the path just ahead who is currently tussling with some giant plants. Would you like us to move on and leave the man to his fate, or would you like to do something about it? The townsfolk seems to know the man. I don't know if that helps you make your decision at all. Does he usually fight plants? Well, I I guess that I didn't think to ask the question, but... uh, uh, he seems to be the ranger hunter type uh, based on what the townsfolk were saying about him as I ran off to get you. Well, I guess if the professor thinks he needs help, we can come help. I will go and inform them of your return. You all head back down the road toward Willowside. In the distance, you see a man who is in fact tussling with some plants out in the distance. And the townsfolk implore you to save Gristarn because the circus folk who you're traveling with you basically said, oh, we wish Moonlight and the gang were here. They'd be able to take care of this. Here we are. Come to save the day. Almost as if we're heroes. He said it out loud. One of these days, Peach is going to start believing it. Yeah. <laughs> I rush in to save this man. No, I rush in to save this plant from this man. Poor plants. Obviously. Being mauled by this dastardly human. I know both plants and men, and I distinctly like the plants better. (laughs) We have ourselves here three huge plants that are (laughs) grappling this poor man. And I believe that the circus is going to intervene. Let's roll for initiative. He is currently in the mouth of one of the plants. What's he doing in there? (laughs) Getting eaten at the moment. At the top of round one, you all are seeing the scene unfold in front of you where there are four, sorry, scratch that, three huge plant creatures. There's a fourth one hiding somewhere, isn't there? One of them. (laughs) (laughs) Now, three of these plant-like creatures, the one in the middle, as you guys are approaching from the west, going east, you're roughly 60 feet away from them. Uh, Are we supposed to save this guy, or is this some random guy, or what, what, what are we doing? The people asked us to save him. But, like, are we going to save him? (laughs) Well, that's what heroes do. Yes. Why would we not? Why would we? Because he's in trouble. His life is being snuffed out before our very eyes. And we're heroes. And we're heroes. Yeah, this man does not have a token. I don't have a token to save Well, then he can't be hurt by AoEs. Good to know. (laughs) Well. (laughs) mm. That's how I'm taking it. Kona cold incoming. Mm, No. Plus, he's like halfway down the gullet of this thing. The thing is going to block gonna all the damage. He's just going to be his ankles. He's just going to get a little frostbite on his toesies. Getting some cold feet, man. I'll tell you this much. We'll have the conversation on whether or not AoEs ha- uh, harm him when he is completely enveloped and engulfed by the creature. But until that time, let's say that they do. 
at the top of round one is huge plant number one. And huge plant number one has a man in his mouth. So huge plant number one is going to swallow that man. And that's the first action to swallow whole. Then with its second action, I'm going to actually forego its second action because it isn't fully aware of your presence yet. It's its buddies that really know that you're there. And that's going to take us over to Peach Pie. All right. Well, so with Peach Pie's first action, I will rage. And I've checked this distance a couple of times. I believe I can get right here with a sudden charge just to the south of the northernmost huge plant. Not quite up to the one that's swallowing a person. Uh, So I will simply take the end of my sudden charge attack at huge plant number three, which is the only one I can get in range of. But better to hit something than to not hit something. I get a 40 to hit. That's uh, that's a critical hit. Yay! And with my new runes, butta boom, oh, sixty-nine <laughs> damage. Wow! What a first hit. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> nice indeed. Nice. So that's with your first hit with the major striking rune. With the major striking rune, so that crit is sixty twelve. And 2d6 plus 26. A quick aside from the editing room here. We did go shopping in Carrick. It kind of happened off camera, but a few of us have some new stuff that we get to introduce as a little bit of a surprise. What's the hammer's crit specialization? Knocked down. I knocked this guy down. It just happens, or? It does just happen. That's crit specialization. Plant got knocked the fuck down. (laughs) Can can it be knocked down? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of wonder the same thing, but maybe. It doesn't say anywhere in its block that it can't be. Before you continue on, it's going to, uh, you triggered a reaction. I'm sure I did. Called quick capture. The trigger is a creature hits or or touches the fly trap. It's going to make a strike against you. Okay. And it gets a 36 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, so he's going to deal you 15 points of damage, and that's both acid damage and piercing damage. And... And then grabbed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, in in the... the, uh, (laughs) In the reaction, if it hits, the creature is grabbed in that leaf. Still gonna smash his planty face in. If it chlorophylls, we can kill it. (laughs) So the giant plank gets knocked on its ass but grabs Peach Pie on his way down. Then that takes us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Yeah, I can't make it where I want to make it and do the spell I want to do. So I hate fighting plants because... Because it's like fighting your own kin. That and they're normally like mindless and shit. So I don't know. I guess they're probably technically living, right? Technically, yeah. yeah. They're, they're living. They're definitely living. Well, we'll give it a shot. We'll do a level four phantasmal killer on the one that David attacked. We'll uh, got to do some focus fire here. So I need a will save. That is a 34. That is a success. So it'll take 46 mental damage. Maybe. Nope. It doesn't. It unfortunately is immune. Has no brain to assault, Moonlight finds out, after casting Phantasmal Killer. So I went with the low-level one. I'm not the wizard, I'm not smart. I just kind of... <laughs> do things. Do things and see what works. 
There you go. <laughs> See what sticks. See what sticks. All right. Well, that takes us over to the huge plant that is currently grabbing peach pie and uh, is also knocked prone. I just was trying to check to see if there was literally any reason why it wouldn't just swallow you whole right away. And I really can't find any reason why it wouldn't just swallow you whole right away. Alright, I guess. Alright, so that's a single action. The monster attempts an athletics checks opposed by the grabbed creature's reflex DC. Reflex DC? Balls. Balls. That is going to be a nat 20 on the die. Chase. Yeah. So, yeah, this will happen. Is there a critical success effect? That's what I'm checking. (laughs) If it succeeds, it swallows the creature. Yeah, I don't really see any critical condition here. I guess that's good. Peach Pie, while you were engulfed, you are grabbed, and you are also slowed one. And on the way down, you will take 25 points of bludgeoning and acid damage. When you are attacking it, you can attack the monster, but only with unarmed attacks or with weapons of light bulk or less. I'll finally get to bust out my old friend, Bestial Mutagen. You also, when you attack the engulfing creature, the plant in this case, is flat-footed against your attacks. Poor bastard. If it takes a specific type of damage and reaches a rupture value of a single attack, then you cut yourself free, but will etc. get there when we get there? The party watches... Peach Pie's big floppy clown shoes go up and into the air. And And just the hammer is left on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that was a single action. Stands up with its second action. And then strides forward with its third. That takes us over to Wizard. It's your turn. Recall knowledge. What do you want? Recall knowledge for this one's going to be nature. Single action. Uh, 34. 34 is good. Not a critical. So you're going to get the most prominent thing about it. And I'll let you ask one question. Weaknesses. They are weak to fire. Makes sense. I will give to you that it's will save as its weakest save. I'm going to drop a... Or for my second and third actions, I'm going to cast Fireball on the fourth level. They are a little clustered up. Is, is Peach Fire going to take damage from this while he's swallowed? No, he swallowed. I'm going to say no. What about the random guy we're trying to save? Also, no. All right, well, reflex A is on the fireball. The plant that currently has peach pie in its stomach got a, I'm assuming, a critical failure with a 19. Yes. The one that has the villager in his stomach gets a 34. Saves. And the one that hasn't eaten anybody yet got a 28. Fail. And fourth level fireball is 86 not terrible. It's, it's pretty average. But it's pretty, but it's pretty av- yeah, it's pretty average. 25 damage on 8d6. It's a little below, but not bad. Now, taking weaknesses into consideration, you're dropping an additional 10 damage onto each of them with that. Nice. The one that has uh, Peach Pie swallowed takes the brunt of that damage, takes 60 of it. Well, after the wizard, Jeb, you're next. I'm suddenly charging, and I will strike at the one that ate my clown friend. 32. 32 hits. 23. I'll try a second attack, and I'll miss. 26 will miss. Does Turtle do anything with uh, her free action? She's going to walk a little bit closer to Jeb and uh, consider why he's attacking a plant. (laughs) 
plans. <laughs> what are you attacking the plant for? Then after Jeb, it's going to take us over to the plant who has yet to get its leaves on anybody. It's going to use his first action to stride forward, putting Jebediah in its reach. With its second and third actions, it's going to use an ability called Focused Assault. Now it has four leaves, and it's going to attack a single target with all four of its leaves on Jebediah. Here it comes. Please miss. 13 on the die for a 36. Yeah, dude. That's a hit. That it sure is. We're going to be dealing all that extra damage. Yeah, I probably was better off striking multiple times, but... And the improved grab ability allows to grab as a free action, which it will do. Oh, no. That's all three of its actions, and it takes us up to the top of round two. Now... It is the huge plant that was digesting the townsfolk. The townsfolk's going to take some damage. That guy's dead. Try to get his way out here. Now he's some, like, level 15 circus recruit. You can't see him doing it, but inside of this plant's belly, he has a dagger out, and he's stabbing and ripping. It, however, now sees that there's more food around here. So it's going to use its first action to stride forward. That's going to be an attack opportunity for you, Jeb. I'm grabbed? You still can. I think you still can. With its second action, it uses two actions to move past its pal that hasn't gotten anybody in its stomach yet and sidles up right next to Moonlight and Jebediah. Jeb gets a reaction. Dealing 37 damage. Slicing good on his way by. There's that other major striking rune. He doesn't have enough actions to do any of his crazy abilities, so he's going to settle for a leaf strike on Moonlight. Why are you attacking your, your brother there, bud? It's a 39 to hit. What did I ever do to him? And yes, that fucking hits. <laughs> 18 damage to Moonlight. And we're going to use improved grab once more to grab Moonlight. Peach Pie. For Peach Pie's turn, he's going to be slowed one, I guess. Second action, I am going to pull out a moderate bestial mutagen. I no longer make bestial mutagens with my infused reagents, but I do still keep a moderate one on my bandolier for just such occasions. I'll pull it out and I'll drink it with my second action, which is the end of my turn. Then that takes us over to Moonlight. You are currently grabbed. What do you do? So I'm grabbed. Can I see this guy at all? What, oh, you're talking about the guy inside of... Yeah, that guy. No, you cannot. Do I know, can he have more than one thing swallowed whole at a time, or can he only do one at a time? The wizard would have been able to tell you this. This is a giant fly trap. It has four closing pods, so like right now it has one pod closed over the villager. Its three other leaves are unoccupied. So like, for example, you're currently being grabbed in one of the fly trap maws. Just a different one from the villager. So vampiric exsanguination is an AoE, but would that still hit people that are inside of a creature? It's a little bit different than physical damage, like a fireball. Sure. It draws life force, so I feel like that would go through creatures, whereas fireball would not. Because if it's just going to hit Jeb, I might still do it. If it's going to hit Jeb, this guy, Peach Pie, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Everyone's always okay to hit me with AoEs. Well, you're always in the middle of everything. <laughs> it's fine. 
unless there's a trait or something else that states otherwise, anything that's swallowed or inside another creature is not going to take damage from an AoE, including vampiric sanguination. Okay, well then, I am sorry, Jim. Nah, dude, get some HP from me, dude. So I need fort saves from all three plants and Jeb. Actually, hold on. I'm assuming that this spell has the manipulate trait. You're grabbed. You'll have to roll a flat check. DC 5. We'll see if I get fucked like I normally do by this die. Ooh, almost. And actually, I shouldn't have even rolled the die. I could have done my other ability that I haven't used yet, but I already rolled the die, so... All three huge plants, I get a 7 on my... Whatever check that you want to call that? What kind, the kind flat of check, check is that? Flat check. So I succeed. They all need fort saves. All right. So the plant that has the villager and currently is grabbing moonlight got a 31, which looks like it succeeds. Yep. The, oh, the Jeb. <laughs> What'd you get, Jeb? Oh, 32. It's not my turn. I shouldn't have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> plant that has peach pie got a 39. And finally, the plant that doesn't have anybody yet, just grabbing... Jeb got a 29. Looks like a right, failure. So the 29 is a regular failure. The other ones are all regular successes. So the damage is 12d6 negative. So that's 24 for the three that succeed and 48 for the one that failed. And I receive 24 temporary hit points. Nice. I guess I could have done this before. Can I attempt to escape? Yeah, of course. Is that acrobatics? For escape, yep, it's a basic action. I believe it's an unarmed attack or athletics. Or acrobatics. Uh, Yes, or acrobatics. Well, Moonlight is expert at this, so they get a 33. It's athletics DC is a 35. That means that Moonlight failed to escape the grapple. Takes us over to the plant that is housing Peach Pie. That's one way to put it. Housing Peach Pie. He ain't looking good. He's straggly. He's coming apart at the seams. He's gonna take his prize and scurry away. Promise he ain't gonna get far. Was he right next to Jeb? He was right next to Jeb. Oh, Jeb already used his attack opportunity, though, I think. He did also use his attack opportunity, correct. But yes, he uses all three actions to skedaddle, which takes us over to the wizard. I can't wait for a peach pie to come bursting out of its chest. <laughs> like reverse aliens, so. How far away is that guy now? So it has 75 feet of movement, which it would have taken all of that movement, starting from this point right here. Roughly 100, 120, 120-ish. But you also know it's almost dead and peach pie is inside of it. Peach pie doesn't need saving. I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you. I, I was just I was just wondering how far away you were. I'm not doing anything to you to help you. I was just curious where the fuck that guy's walking off to. This is why you kill your meals before you swallow them. He's just taking peach pie away to digest. Even snakes know that. Mindless. Mindless. <laughs> I am going to drain bonded item level four and recall that fireball, that fourth level fireball. And I will drop it to the south of the enemies so I don't hit Jeb or Moonlight. I'll consider it. We'll get some reflex saves in here. Looks like we got a 33 and a 23. So a success and a failure. 25 damage. Isn't that what I rolled last time? You literally recalled that expel exactly. You didn't roll it the same (laughs) way, but that was the same damage you got last time too. 
Well, you throw that fire weakness into there, and they take a good chunk of damage between the two of them. Uh, third action, I will move to the northeast, closer to the party, but not really. Still maintaining a good distance from the enemies. You've been a good 40 feet away the whole combat. Well, then after the wizard takes us over to Jebediah, it's your turn. You're currently grabbed by the one that's to the southeast of you, plant number two. The moonlight's also gripped? Moonlight yes. is also grabbed, correct. Right. Turtle sees that, and she's going to use Cat Pounce to stride and strike in one action. And she's going to bite into this tree plant thing. 39 Ooh. with a natural 20. Turtle with the nat 20 critically hits. 29. Turtle will strike again, but miss. And then Jebediah will swing at the one that's got moonlight for a 29 to hit. 29 hits. For 33. And he will attempt a second attack for 37, which on a natural 20. Nat 20. Is that, that's is that a good? Critical hit. Well, dice right there. 66. There's that major striking room, right? Is that major or greater? Greater. Greater. Major yeah. is the top. Those are fantastic D12 rolls, dude. And my critical specialization allows me to attack somebody adjacent. Would you say it's adjacent because it's literally attached to me? I will give you that, yes. I, I actually, yes, well, I will give you it's, that. It has to be adjacent to the other creature that you're attacking, right? Yeah, his... his Noodles are right next to what him. What he's saying is because because the, this creature's reached out to grab him. Would oh, the one that's holding that him. limb be or that Got leaf it. be? You know, yeah. I'll call that adjacent. So it takes the weapon damage die. So you'll take twenty nine damage. It'll take whatever I rolled on the oh, the initial 12. dice and not the nothing else. It hasn't taken it as much damage as the others, but man, these AoEs are tearing these guys to pieces. And that will be my four attacks. Then after Jebediah, we're going to go over to that plant that's currently grabbing Jeb, and it is going to get a meal out of this. Bye, Moonlight. <laughs> it's going to get its athletics check to swallow Jebediah whole. And that's going to be a 38. I'm not even going to check. Then that means this guy swallows Jeb whole. Jeb, you're going to take some acid and bludgeoning damage on the way down. 15. And you are also slowed. And much like its friends, it's been beaten down. It's going to use its last two actions to take its meal and flee. I'm Jeb. I'm escaping. <laughs> <laughs> that puts us at the bottom of round two. We've currently got peach pie in the mouth of one of the plants fleeing to the north, Jebediah in the mouth of another, fleeing to the south, and then the one that has the villager in it, it's definitely dead. Alright, well, that's the bottom of round two. Let's take us back up to the top of round three. Peach Pie, it's your turn. I'm slowed one, but then I've got my bestial mutagen all ready to go. So I'm going to start by biting this plant that I'm inside of. That'll be fun. It is flat footed to you. Fantastic. I get a 38 and I crit it. <laughs> a 38 does crit. What type of damage are you dealing here? Uh, it's, well, it's piercing from the jaws. Well, this is always fantastic. The rupture value of the giant flytrap is 17 piercing or slashing damage. 
So, Peach Pie, I believe that you just killed the plant by chewing your way out with your teeth. Yes, that is what happened. And I'm very far away, but I have giant fangs and claws and I'm scary and I'm covered in chlorophyll and goo plant stuff. He bursts out in a spray of plants and then his nose squeaks. I'm just looking for the <laughs> right afterwards. And I run 30 feet back towards my compatriots, wherever that leaves me. All right. So that means that two of the three plants are deceased. The villagers still inside the dead plant. Moonlight, it's your turn. What do we have to do to cut them out? If the monster dies, the swallowed creature can be freed by creatures adjacent to the corpse if they spend a combined total of three actions, cutting the monster open with a weapon or unarmed attack that deals piercing or slashing damage. So I can't completely save him then, because I have to use one action to draw my sickle from... Well, actually... No, I don't, because I have my my strike my plus one striking spiked gauntlet. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? You're wearing one of those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been wearing what? one of those for so long and never used it. <laughs> <laughs> like I hold, like it, I use the same hand that has the staff. Oh my, that puts a totally different spin on on Moonlight, like introducing the circus with the staff at the port towns like with this wicked spiked gauntlet oh my god that's hilarious i'm looking at the sheet right now folks he's got it (laughs) uh so i will use that which is already on my hand so i spend three actions using my piercing spiked gauntlet to free the villager he takes a big old (gasps) as you punch him out sees another plant (laughs) (laughs) god don't eat me again No, uh, we'll get to him in a second, but we have one plant that's remaining and one swallowed jip. The whiz is next, and the plant is another 20 feet south of the map from where you can see it at, at the edge of the map. Uh, The whiz takes one look and is like, nah, Jeb's got that. All right. Uses his first action to move up to Moonlight and the person Moonlight just saved. And I start casting Press the Vegetation to clean the dude. <laughs> All right. Jeb, everybody just assumes you're fine. I guess. I what is your first man. action? What do you do? Does it prove I'm just slow. That's it. I can still swing. You're slow. You're inside it. You can attack it from the inside. If you do, it's flat-footed. But you have to use a light weapon. An armed attack. I ain't got no light weapon. Or my light weapon. My clan dagger from level one that I get from being a dwarf. Just have Turtle run after you and slice it open. You can cast spells, can't you? Well, okay, you're grabbed, so you have the failure chance. All right, well, here's a D5. I'm in 20. Can you do slight slashing or piercing damage? Nope, but I'm going to impale him to the ground (laughs) with impaling strike. (laughs) (laughs) So impaling spike, all right. Let's throw some DCs at him here. Let's see what he gets. Oh, it saves it by one. What a dork. Yeah, 31 versus the 30 to save. He gets it. Oh, he'll still take something. Ah, yeah, the target is struck by the spike and takes half damage. So here's a whopping 8d6 piercing damage. Will it be enough? No. 11 damage. Yeah, because he's saved. He is still alive, obviously hurting, and uses all three of its actions to flee south. From the edge of the map that you guys can see, 
It is 95 feet away. Still fleeing. That's going to take us up to the top of round four with Peach Pie. It's your turn. I book it 90 feet toward the plant that's running away with my Jeb. Wait, how far away would it be? So if I move 30 feet up, how far away is it from me? You said it's 95 feet from the edge of the map, so you'd have to go 75 to get there. So you are 170 feet away from it, roughly? Yep. I just run 90 feet towards it. So now you're 80 feet away from it. Hey, hey, I'll catch it eventually. One of these days. It can't get away from me. No, you're right, it can't. It doesn't have enough speed for that. Moonlight, it's your turn. Why do I have just the image in my head of Moonlight and the wizard, like, looking at each other, looking at the plant running away with Jeb? He's got it. So you said it's 95 feet away from the edge of the map, right? Correct. So plus the 50 I'm away right now, it's 145 feet. Well, if that is the case, Moonlight kind of judges the trajectory, points a finger out, uses reach spell. And throws a book at it. And throws, yeah, I wish. (laughs) Uh, Cast Shadow Blast. I've only used this like one other time. You shape the quasi-real substance of the shadow plane into a blast. Choose acid, bludgeoning, cold, electric, fire, force, piercing, slashing, or sonic damage. And choose a 30-foot cone, a 15-foot burst within 120 feet, or a 50-foot line. The blast deals 5d8 damage of the chosen type. I'm going to do 120 foot or a 15 foot burst within 120 feet. But since I used reach, I get 150 feet and I'm going to use fire damage. I need a reflex save. I'm pretty sure they said this last time the spell came up. That's one hell of a versatile blast spell. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot of damage, but it's incredibly versatile. Absolutely. Uh, The plant is in flea mode, gets a 17 on the die for a total of 34. So that'll succeed. It will take 13, but it is fire damage. I don't have that built in, so it should take an additional whatever. An additional 10. So that'll 23 total damage. It's so close to being down, but it's still limping away. It's not dead? It's not dead. Well, that is my turn. I tried, guys. Wizard? (laughs) I look at Moonlight and just say, don't worry, I got it. And I do her reach disintegrate. <laughs> Jesus, use a reach to ray of frost, man. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Got a one up. All right, the thing's on like one health. Yeah, let's disintegrate it. Like, what do I need to make? Reach it's a fortitude save. All right. Oh, I have 30. to hit it first. Oh, that's right. Range spell attack. Oh, fuck that. The hero point. I'm hitting that. I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. 38. You do with a 38. That was so close to a crit. And then it looks like it succeeded on its fortitude save with what was 34. 34 is what we got. Yep. <laughs> literally six damage. And it is disintegrated. <laughs> Which I guess frees Jeff. Just fall. I'm just in the middle of a disintegrated plant. <laughs> Falls right onto his ass. <laughs> Amid ashes of this disintegrated giant flytrap. Jeb thinks it was a spell. He's convinced it was his impaling strike that ended that thing. It was only a couple seconds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> so Disintegrate has a 120-foot range. That has a ton of range for a damage spell that does that much damage. But I suppose Phantasmal Killer also has that much range. 
Well, congratulations, party. You've defeated the three giant flytraps and saved the villager. Recruiting new performers, traveling to new towns to put on new shows, all just a day in the life of a member of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. What strange adventures lay ahead of us in this new location? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.